the Radio Randomly podcast. Hosted by Gondi and produced by Gia Moylan. Chatting randomly to radio people about radio. Great to be back for season two of the Radio Randomly podcast. You know what I learnt about podcasts, which I like? Is that you can just make it up as you go. If you want to call it season two, then boom, it's season two. Uh, To be honest, I haven't had the opportunity to record as many episodes as I'd like of late. So I thought, you know what? Ten episodes is enough for season one, surely. Let's just start fresh with season two. Makes it all new and exciting again. Uh, Looking forward to the guests I've got lined up too. Ryan John from 92.9. He left Canberra and took over from Will and Woody and all seems to be going well there. So interested to chat to him to find out how it's all going. Hosting with uh, Xavier and Heidi. So he'll join me for a chat at some point on the podcast. Jason Bodger from Port Macquarie. Bodger's making some big noise in radio. Just goes to show it doesn't matter how small your market size is, how big, how small. If you're pumping out the good stuff and you get people talking, that is what it's all about. So I'm looking forward to having Bodge on for a chat. And my former co-host, Bree Thomasell, lined up as well. We hosted radio together for four years. She had an opportunity to go to New Zealand to do Drive at ZM, and it was just one she couldn't refuse. So... Uh, I can't wait to chat to her to find out how that's going. That's going to be weird, isn't it? Chatting to a former co-host, someone I spent so much time with for four years, but that's why we do it for the interesting chats. Today's, I think you're going to love this. If you're climbing the ranks of radio and you work on air or as a content director, this is the guy you want to hear from. And I think he's the perfect choice for episode one of season two. Mickey Ma, head of regional content for SEA, 68 radio stations he oversees, which is huge. And he's helped out a lot of people with their radio careers. I'm one of them. Uh, He's helped me out big time along the way. I owe a lot to Mickey. I won't shy away from that. I just wanted to get him on to chat about talent coming up through radio, content directors, rebranding of SEA. There's a There's a lot to talk to him about. And on radio today, he was the 26th most influential person in radio. Not bad for a guy that just started out in his bedroom wanting to work in the industry. And now he's in the top 50. Mickey Ma, he joins me for episode one of season two, which I made up myself. It's now season two of the Radio Randomly podcast. The Radio Randomly podcast. Chatting randomly to radio people about radio. Mickey Ma, welcome to the podcast. Mate, didn't think I'd get an invite. How is it being on that side of the mic? Uh, it's been a while since I've been on a microphone in a studio. How many years? Uh, oh, God. Over 15 years. Do you miss it? No. You don't miss it at all? No. Were no. you any good on air? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think there's a bunch of people that would tell me no, but there's others that have said, no, you were actually pretty good in your day. What sort of shifts were you doing back in the day when you, you were on uh, air? Everything from mid-dawn, late nights. Uh, did uh, mornings and afternoons at B105 yep. in the heydays of Jamie Dunn when we were rating 30 shares. Did you have any ambitions to sort of do shows or anything like that before you no, went into the program? I don't, no, no. Uh, m- music shifts were kind of my thing for a yep. while until I realised that it just, I, just, I didn't have the knack that those that I looked up to did. So I just you know, went in a different direction. I thought, okay, I'll give this away and focus on my, my programming. skills behind the scenes, which I... You know, felt I was better at. Yeah. And so when you got into the programming side of it, you obviously had an interest in it. And then did you pick it up straight away? You kind of felt, hey, I'm, I'm quite, this is for me. This is the radio for me. Yeah. Uh, look, I've always had a love for radio. Always had a love for it as a, as a kid. Um, 
growing up. Um, but does my... anyone have a love for the programming when you're growing up? Do you know uh, what I mean? You're not listening to it going, I'd love to shape that you know sound. No, I t- oh, really? Actually, no, I did. Okay. Um, when I, um, there's a, there's a terrible picture of me in my early teens with my, I used to have a studio set up in my bedroom that would broadcast to myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and part of that would be planning how I'd play the music and where I'd put it. And little did I know at that stage that there was such thing as a music director role in radio yep. until a lot later when I actually got into radio and realised that. It's not always the case, but I think some people that have, were fantastic in the day on air can make great programmers. But equally, there's been some fantastic program directors that have never actually worked on air before. Right. Um, I think if you've got an, an ear for it, um, and really, you know, open yourself to really understanding your listeners and what works. Then I think you can help shape shows and talent to be the best they can be, because you have a great understanding of what what an audience wants and what will work. And so you, your feedback's based on that more so than maybe personal experience of coming from an on-air background right. or, or whatever it might be. Because there's a lot of sides to programming, isn't there? When you think about it, you know, yeah. it's understanding what the listeners want. It's understanding what mechanics work and. Uh, comps and and all these things that we throw in, it's a it's a pretty big gig. Yeah, there there, there is a science to it, and, yeah. a, and a lot of thought that goes into it. And obviously, the the intent is to make it not sound like that, right? You know, when you're working with talent, but equally when when it's coming out of the speakers, you right? Know? Um, and and um, yeah, it's really important to understand the strategies of what works and why it works and how it works. And then, as a programmer, it's it's our job to you know explain that you know to talent to help them understand. But equally. You know, understand that everyone's individual, and and what's what works for certain people may not work for others. So it's, right. it's not as if you there's a book on how to be a programmer, and that's the one way you do it with every talent. Each you've got to respectfully treat everyone differently as individuals, and 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 guide them and support them on how we can get the best out of them. When you go to a market then, and you've basically got two jobs when you're there, you've got to work with the on-air talent and they're nervous when you get there. I can speak on behalf of them. They, <laughs> you know, cause you know what, well, we get to see you a couple of times a year. So when yep. you're here, you want to get it right. And there's, there's kind of that element there, but you obviously have to spend a bit of time with the on-air people and the programmers. So it's kind of two jobs every single time you go somewhere. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, the, the, if, one of the things I absolutely love about this job is the ability to get to local markets and experience those local markets. But, you know, more importantly, get time with talent in our markets and the programs and, and the broader team to, yep. to see what's working and help them, you know, hopefully give them some thoughts and advice on, you know, how they can make their show just a little bit better or develop their own skill set. And it's, you know, it's great to get that chance to do that. Um, it's tricky when you've got 68 stations, but, you know, I travel every week, you know, um, to try and get to as many of the markets as I can because it's important for me to have that touch point and it's no better than doing it in a local market with the team. Do you know that they get nervous when you're uh, coming in? Can yeah, you sense it? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. And I, I wish I didn't have that effect. And, and as I kind of, I tell everyone and, and my advice to anyone that's on air talent that are, that are listening to, to, to this is... Trust me, don't worry about me listening. That's the least of your worries yep. because you're not doing the radio for me. Um, you're doing it for the hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people that, that are listening. And at the end of the day, they are your report card more than I am. I'm there to guide you. Yeah. You know, um, my job is not to come in and tell you that you're shit. But my you can make or you break. You, better. you can make or break a few careers. You know, if you like someone on air or you like what you hear, you can try and help accelerate that person or if you're not Probably a Probably more make than, than break. I think okay. individuals break their own careers. I don't right. think that's my job to, to do that. Okay. I, I, I see my role as giving everyone 
the insights that they need to be the best and then it's up to them to what they do with it. I can't do it for them. Right. Um, and, and some people will reach those benchmarks or ex exceed it and, and some won't. And it, sometimes the decision will have to be made that, okay, maybe this is not the path for you. But okay. So, but I wouldn't use it as, as, as you know, breaking it. Um, but that's how... But, uh, I understand, some... but I understand, you know, when, when, when the big boss is in town that you want to impress. And I, I get that and I respect that. Um, Especially in the smaller markets. I mean, I've worked uh, at stations tiny. I've worked at big metro stations. And I guess when you're in a big metro station, you've got the, the boss there all the time. You've got yeah. that. You've got a lot happening around you. So when you're in a smaller market and the boss comes to town, it's, it's a big moment of that week for whoever's on air. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's a chance to get a bit of... Uh, feedback or a, a chance to impress. So, of course, people that are on air, when the the head of regional content comes to town, it is something that they consider and obviously they put their best foot forward. You must sense that. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and as I said, hopefully by the end of a market visit that they can, their nerves can be a little bit more at ease and hopefully right. have felt that, you know, I'm not that big and scary. Yeah. Um, and, and that they can see that I'm there to help them. And, and even if I've got to give them some constructive feedback around what some, some things that didn't work or they could do better that hopefully they can see that I, I can deliver that in a respectful way that they don't feel that it's an attack on them or feel defeated. It um, is the constructive feedback. The, that's the way you do have to look at it, isn't it? You know, whenever you're being helped out or you're being told something's not right, it's to help you get better, not to kind of put you down or in a position where you feel like you're not quite good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, it's important to be open to, to that constructive feedback and yep. know that, you know, more often than not, it's based off limited listening. So if I go to a market, you know, I'm, as, you, as you said, I'm, you know, I might be only go once a year or a couple of times a year that, you know, I also stream and listen on the app. So there's times I'm listening with, where shows don't know I'm listening as How well. often would you do that? Uh, every week, if, particularly when I'm traveling, if I'm, if I'm uh, on a plane, I'll, I'll listen to a catch up. Yep. If, if I'm in the car, I'll, I'll stream a different station or I'll, I might be listening to the station I'm heading to so I get a, a further chance to. So I try and listen as much as I can. I, it's, again, it's very difficult to hear all the ones I need to, but we've got a great right. team that help me keep ears on our station. What are you listening for? Are you listening for them to get good in their particular market, obviously? are you? Do you have your ears across people to try and elevate them within SEA? And are you sort of, uh, are you setting out to find that next talent? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, I wouldn't be doing my job if, if, if I'm not helping evolve the development of talent to be the best they can be, which then hopefully can see them progress through the business. And then, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the core of the job. You know, really it's, it's getting the best out of people. And so we can continue to, to feed our ecosystem of, of right. radio stations. You know, it's not just the 68, you know, that we have in regional, we've got our metros and we've got our DAB. Um, um, you know, and then we've also got, you know, our podcast one arm of the business there's as well. So there's people. plenty of opportunities and, and it, for, for those that, that, that actually, you know, can, can grow through the business. And what do the people need to do? What are you kind of looking for? Do you know what I mean? If they're thinking, what is it that's going to make me cut through and get your attention, maybe get uh, the next level up's attention? What are the people that are listening need to be doing? Uh, look, I think first and foremost, it comes to what you're doing on the air or if you're going to, you know, if you're not in radio yet or you haven't started being full-time in a show environment that, that, or even in a music direct, uh, sorry, music shift, um, it's, how can you be uniquely you? What is it about your personality? What is it about you that can make you stand out? Because that's something that no one else can compete with. Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people that have this misconception of 
oh, I need to sound like this show. Let it be a Hamish and Andy or Kyle and Jackie or whatever it is, yeah. you know? And you, that shouldn't be your intent. Um, you, you really, and it takes time to find out who you really are. And that normally takes flying hours on the air, but also it takes maturity and life, yeah. you know, life experience that actually get, helps you feel more confident in your own skin and r in regards to, you know, who you are and what you stand for and, and how that might come on air. But the earlier you can start to work on trying to identify that and then using that to, you know, to deliver the kind of content you want to deliver because you need to stand out. We don't need 20 Hamish and Andys. Yeah. Would you? We only for one of Hamish and Andy, Kyle and Jackie O, Gaundy and Ash, you know, and that's what we want. We want you to sound uniquely you. Right. And then the extension of that is, you know, why will people want to listen to you? And so you need to be interesting. Your right. ideas need to be interesting. Your delivery needs to be interesting um, and compelling. Um, at the end of the day, we're there to entertain an audience, but by creating content that creates talk. Okay. Um, so you need to be, I, I always talk to my shows and you'll know this, Yeah. you know, um, what are you doing on today's show that's going to get you talked about? Um, and because that's the, that's the art of what, of, of what we do. So take risks and is yeah. there, is there a boundary? You know, of course there is. There's, there's, <laughs> a, there's a legal boundary, yeah. uh, and there's a uh, yeah, there is. But what could I mean? Radio has been around for a long time, and it's there's a, there's an old saying that says uh, no idea is a, a new idea these days. But I mean, what can they possibly be looking at to to really get that talkability? Look, it's just challenging challenging the norm, challenging right. the thinking, and there's um, plenty of examples that um, you know. Um, hate to single out anyone, but. Uh, Bodge, you know, up 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 north New South Wales, yep. um, is a fantastic broadcaster that comes from a really small market, a really small team, no no budget, yet is constantly doing amazing content, um, not only for his listeners but creating PR across the nation. Yeah. Um, so he's not limiting himself to okay, well I'm in a small market with no budget. He doesn't even have a local content director. That's not stopping him. And I think that's the thing. Don't don't look for why you can't do something. Find ways to do it and challenge. It. And he's just one of many examples that, with a bit of thought, a bit of creativity, and and the right people around you, you can challenge the norm and do some great stuff. He is a great example. And uh, what I found interesting about him is that he will create this content and then a headline out of it and put it on social media as if to say, you know, this is speaking about what are people talking about from the show today. He will use that as the headline, post it for uh, people clicking through to his content. So even I've read some headlines and gone, oh, what the hell is this? I've got to find out what Bodge did yeah, this morning. Yeah. So, so you know, converting people that know the tricks of the trade. Well, I've asked him to be on the podcast and he said, what, you want to waste your time on me? Yeah. I said, mate, you're doing well. You know, I'm interested in chatting to people that are coming up and how they're going about it in yeah. a different way. Yeah. So yeah. he's uh, he's a great example. Danny Lakey. Danny Lakey was, was, yeah. is another one again, you know. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that he was, you know, doing casual stuff in Perth, and then, you know, he went to Townsville briefly, and then then came back to SCA and was doing stuff, you know, in Central Queensland. Yeah, um, and was just excelling at it. And look, we're at, you know, national show on the Hit Network, um, you know, phenomenal. And he's an example of a guy that knew his uniqueness and exploited that at all costs, and yeah. that's what got him noticed. And the great thing is. Selfishly, you know, within a company like ours, SEA, we've got enough eyes and ears around the place that, that trust me, no matter what market you're in, no, no matter big or small, mm. plenty of people know who you are and where you're at. And part of my job is making sure that 
I communicate strongly with, you know, the other content leaders in the business, the Fitzies and the Gemma's and the Guy Dobson's of who those people are in regional that we need to keep an eye on and to help, help progress and, and open opportunities. And I think we're seeing more and more now that there's people from regional that are getting opportunities on and off the air in Metro. And, yep. um, and equally, we're getting people from Metro, and you're one of those, that, yeah. that you know, um, that are coming to regional because they can actually see some great opportunities that come up and, and you're working within a, an organisation that, that, that has great opportunities. The opportunities are out there too if you, if you voice what it is that you want to do. For example, with, uh, with Bree and I, when she was here last year, we said to you that we wanted to do more and we uh, were sending stuff to you, we were being very proactive and we ended up with that Saturday national regional show. So I guess if you're kind of voicing what it is that you want and a little bit of persistence, uh, it can definitely pay off. Yeah, and that's to answer the, the other part of your question before, which is what else do you need to be doing? Well, there's the element of what do you need to do for your, your own product to yeah. identify, and then how do you market yourself? Yeah. Um, and as I said, there's plenty of eyes and ears now within SCA that make sure we know exactly where everyone's at with their own development. Yeah. Um, but equally, you can still do more yourself. At the end of the day, you're in control of your own destiny. Um, so what are you prepared to do about it? Don't sit and wait for the, someone to come knocking. Um, so the right people stay hungry and, and are constantly in the faces of the right people. So yeah, you and Bree were, were, well, my opportunities have dried up since Bree left, but, um, you know, it's, I wonder what that's saying. That's been good, mate. You know, uh, yeah, that's been good. Thanks very much. Have your swap card back and uh, we'll end it there, will we? <laughs> what I do want to ask you about, though, is yeah. uh, when I do feel like when you took over the regional uh, head of content role, the perception of regional changed. Do you know what I mean? There was this thought that, you know, I, people don't want to go to the central coast. They don't want to go to these markets. When you took over, is this something that you wanted to change to show, hey, great radio can be made outside of the cities? Um you know what, it's actually really pleasing to actually hear you say that in all honesty, because um, if there's something that I really was felt passionate about when I first came into this role um, was to get the perception and talk about regional radio to be a lot more positive. And part of that was, you know, in the early stages, in my first year in the role was to do a bit of uncovery around what were the perceptions, both externally, but also internally within you know, regional radio, what were people saying and, and, and then looking for, for things we could do to improve it. And part of that was getting structures right. Part of that was about opening opportunities. And a big part of it was actually giving talent feedback. Yeah. Um, was that not happening prior? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that wasn't happening. It was absolutely happening. But, you know, it's, 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 it's a hard job for one person to do. Um, and, and so I, I don't think we had the resources to do that. So, we, you know... I was lucky enough to be able to put a business case forward to, to increase our resources, which meant that it's, you know, I've now got state content directors that can help me with that. Yeah. Um, so there's another layer of, of experienced programmers that can have a lot more regular day-to-day -day contact with, with our shows that I can't physically do. Yeah. Um, so it may not be me, but it's a state content director, if not a local one. And we communicate within, you know, between us to make sure that I'm, intimately across each of our shows, no matter if I'm hearing them or visiting the market or not. Right. So the short answer is, yeah, that was a deliberate thing that I wanted to improve because I think regional uh, radio, not just within SCA, had a really unfair perception that it, why would you go to regional? You're going to get stuck. You, you, you'll get stuck there. There's no opportunities, um, you know, um, 
and, and so I wanted to, to, to really improve. And so do you that. find, have you noticed the difference with people now coming to you asking for oh, certain jobs? I mean, very much so. I think the, the caliber of, of talent, um, we now attract is, has, has, is the best it's ever been. Um, I'd agree with and that. I said, I think, um, the progression, I think we've got a far better strike right now of hiring talent that actually can, can prog progress through the business. Um, and as I touched on before, I think, you know, we're seeing more and more people from Metro um, reach out and say, hey, if there's opportunities, let me know, you know, and that, that happens all the time. And um, obviously there's a confidentiality thing with that and I respect that, but yeah. that's that's not uncommon to be contacted and say, hey, look, I'm thinking of a sea change, you know, I hear, you know, and, and people prepared to, to, to move somewhere to do it. And I think yeah, that's well, fantastic. Uh, Byron Cook, who was here before me, he was uh, at Fox prior to yeah. coming. He's back He's at, at Fox Triple now. Triple M in Sydney for a period Triple of time. Triple M in Sydney, and he uh, spent a bit of time on the uh, the Central Coast. Simon Baggs uh, yeah. was doing some Metro stuff, and now he's in Newcastle. Yeah. Dan and Anstey. Dan Anstey's a, yeah, another one as well. So it just goes to show that, you know, talent want to be on air, and they're happy to, to work in these markets now. And I truly think that you change that perception. I, I feel that. And I'm sure, I know there's a team around you that help you with that, but... Um, I, was about to, I was about to say, if I've done it on my own, absolutely. I've got an amazing team yeah. uh, around me that's helped do that. I couldn't do it on my own. So, But I, I appreciate uh, the comment because it's definitely something that I pride myself on and is, is you know making sure that people feel proud to work for regional and, and or particularly have a positive perception of regional. How does it compare to podcasting? Because I know we've got the uh, we've got Hubble with a lot of talent, and a lot of talent is on podcasts. So you've got your people in the the regionals. You've got your people doing the podcasts. World, are they even pegging? Do you look at that and go when you're looking for that next talent, or do you look at someone who's you know up every morning at four o'clock? They're doing the the daily breakfast radio show grind. How do the two compare? Well, I think as as our business has grown, we've broadened our scope in regards to who we're looking for and, and where we find them yep. and, and what they might be suitable for. So, you know, right. I, my, my job is not always looking for the next radio talent per se. It's just looking for great content creators Okay, and then going, okay, well, where do they fit? Is it radio? Is it digital? Is it podcast? You see a difference um, between the two? So just because, um, say you have a, a great podcast, it doesn't necessarily cut you out for breakfast absolutely. radio. Absolutely, no, that's right. I, I don't think there's, I think there's some examples where you could transition across multiple kind of, you know, um, forms. And then others that will, that won't. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, podcasting is a, is a totally different beast in itself. It's still relatively new, though, when you think about it. It is. There's people but doing. It's growing significantly. I think um, you know Australia once again is 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 demonstrating that it can you know it can fast track some some you know introductions to new things. I think Australian radio has always done fantastically well. I think Australian radio has um, outplays American radio. Where once upon a time Australian radio used to look up to American radio, right? Um, I think podcasting, you know, it's really strong in America, but I think the pace of that it's growing in Australia is far quicker. Same as the smart speakers. Do you see it affecting radio at all down the track? Uh, podcasting. I, I wouldn't think so. No. I wouldn't think so. I think people's um, are continually looking for new ways to find content. Yep. I think it's a different beast listening to podcasts because it's not the live element it's, it's not the it's, communal it's not listening live, it's not immediate yeah um and, and it's a different kind you need to be in the right setting to to listen to a podcast you know it's very actively listening where you know radio you can you can consume radio in different ways while you're going about your business on your way to work or in a work environment i don't think you're going to sit a, put a podcast on and in the work environment necessarily and be able to 
get your work done and interact with your workmates while also having you know a podcast playing. Where do you see radio heading though? I know it's the golden question and no one seems to be able to answer it, but radio has been one of those resilient things that has just, it's held off TV, internet made it stronger. You know, it's one of these things that just keeps on ticking. Do you see it just continuing to, to grow in strength? What? Oh, look, I'm biased because I've been doing it for a very, very long time. Um, I see radio still being um, completely relevant uh, and healthy for a long period of time to come. As, as you know, you've said, it's, it's weathered a lot of challenges that it's come its way. And I think part of that is the ability for us to evolve. Um, and, and the industry needs to. Yep. Um, what about driverless cars? That's the big one I always hear. I know that's a, that could be a fair way off, but when people don't have to physically concentrate on the roads, how do you see that affecting radio? Well, potentially it could be a great opportunity for us. In what way? Uh, well, to, to consume radio a little bit more, you know, forefront lean in kind of experience with, with, with radio, more time to listen to the radio. Um, yeah. So I think it could be, you know. It's an interesting one though, isn't it's, it? It's the, un, the, un, the unknown is interesting. Yeah, and, and that's what I think, again, it, it challenges us as an industry to strive to be better. Right. Um, and I think that's the opportunity for 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 radio to continually challenge ourselves, find weaknesses in, in our own, in what we do, um, and also to play to our strength while exploring you, new avenues because you know we've all done it so long now that if it ends we're stuffed you yeah, know we don't have any other it. skills this <laughs> apart from a small brief stint at ba uh, brushes the record store which doesn't exist anymore in pizza hut that's about it. all i've ever done and we so need to we need to keep it alive uh the best we can i wanted to ask you about the rebrands because there's yeah. been a lot of rebrands around uh sca and a lot of uh really strong radio brands uh, moving into to Triple M, Newcastle was the latest one. Oh, Newcastle um, happens November nine. Oh, so it's on the cards, yeah. yeah. And, and then Townsville happened not long ago. From Townsville, FM to, to Triple M. Yeah. So how's that all been? Because there has been a lot of talk uh, externally about these these rebrands. So I was interested yeah. to find out about that. Uh, look, there hasn't depends on who you talk to is what opinion you get. Um, um, you know, there's on radio sites around the place um you know you hear talk around it's a money saving exercise it's a head count saving exercise that it's it's all about setting ourselves up you know to do more networking and all this kind of stuff and 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 i can honestly say hand on heart that that's couldn't be further from the truth um the rebrand at the end of the day we are a commercial business um and and we need to make great product first and foremost for our listeners but also that creates an appetite for our clients and to, to, to be able to monetize it. And we're, we're not ashamed of that. That's, that's at the end of the day, if we're not making money, guess what? We don't pay any, we can't pay anyone. Yeah. There's nothing coming out of the speakers. Um, so first and foremost, we make a great product for our listeners. Then it's how, how we monetize that. And the best way we can monetize that when we've got truly national brands, but with local identities and, and, and that hasn't changed. Um, so there is no hidden agenda. There's oh, no most definitely not. Networking no, exactly, breakfast shows Exactly out. as our CEO, Grant Blackley, has communicated in, in when he's talked publicly about it, is exactly how, how it is. It's strengthening our business while still continuing to have a core focus on localism. I can assure you in, in the four years that I've been in, in, in this role, we've actually increased the amount of resources regionally more than there's ever. There's more people working in regional SEA than there ever has before. Um, the company's investing more money in regional content within our people, with our product, more than it ever has before. And we understand that the core of it, the success of radio has been the ability to be local. Um, we absolutely network some of our great shows and we'll continue to do that. At the end of the day, the best product wins, but 
every one of our markets has a local breakfast show and some kind of local identity across the day and and that will continue to be the way is there some sort of uh is there something that needs to be a certain amount of local content per day anyway i'm sure there is yeah, right yeah there's, there's there's compliance and will that remain Okay. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and we're bound by that. So yeah, and and, and we're happy, we're, we're happy with that. So there's there's no there's no it doesn't wouldn't make sense for us to go. Let's just go to a fully networked model. It's it's uh, that's that's you know we'll continue to have local breakfast shows. If there's great national shows, we'll run them. And um, you know there I won't name the show, but there was a show that was uh, not right for us regionally, so we didn't take it. Right. Um, and and that's that decision lies with with me to make sure that we make decisions to put the right kind of content on. Let it be a local product or a national product, um, and that's how we make the decisions. It's not about oh well we need to save money or we need to do more networking. We don't talk like that. I mean, how's how, how's that any good for our sustainability as a business? It's, it do might you, save us money, but it's not going to keep us winning listeners. And that's do you lose sleep at night making these kind of big decisions? I mean, these are big decisions to make. When you think about the the kid back in his room who was just recording songs off the radio, and now you're making decisions based on an entire network. I mean, what is that? That that must be tough. Uh, it, it must be in times uh, to back yourself and go. I think this is the right decision. The the fourteen year old me in my bedroom. Probably never thought that I'd be in the position I am today. So yep. I feel privileged to be in, in this role that I can be in a way to help influence regional radio and, and ideally for the better. I mean, that's always the intent. Um, but I've also got a great team that I can consult with right. and, as, and I do, um, that I can collaborate with if I'm unsure or even just to get feedback. I, I don't make any decision without you know, taking into consideration what's right for a market or, or for, for the decision that needs to be made. Do you have any radio regrets? Do you have anything over your, oh. your career that you wish you could have done differently? I mean, we're spanning over 26 years, I know. Yeah, but, wow. Um, um, is there anything you could go back and, and change? Yeah. Oh, look, I think when I was on air, I probably w wish I could have worked um, harder to be better. Okay. Um, it's not that I didn't put in the effort, but I probably just had my blinkers on in regards to... The, the amount of people that were at my exposure to, to be able to call on. I think in my early days as a leader, I made lots of mistakes, you know, situations with or with people that I might have done things or said things that, that necessarily wasn't the right right way. It was never my intent, but I think I think it's like anything in life and, and for new leaders that, um, you know, you learn as you get older. So there's, so there's things that, you know, how I go about things now would are, are different. Yeah. Um, and I probably, there's nothing that probably could have prepared me for that. It was sometimes you've got to learn. Um, so there's certain things I, I look back on and go, oh, maybe, you know, it's a shame I didn't have the chance to, to maybe handle that a little bit differently or better. Yeah. But I don't lose sleep over it. It's part of, you know, I hopefully make up for that now. And those people that have exposure to me now, hopefully see value in what I do and, 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 you know, mutually get something from that relationship. And the content directors coming through up under you, um, and you obviously see a lot of the things that you see, everything that they do, you're their, you're their go-to, you're their boss. So how do you manage them when they're, they're coming up through making the same, maybe similar things that you had done and, and possibly could have done differently? Do you have to learn from those mistakes? Yourself? Uh, well, uh, yeah, abs oh, look, absolutely. And look, again, it's, you, you've got to allow people to make their own mistakes, I yeah. think, but I, but hopefully, um, I can make a positive impact on helping them succeed in their role and guiding them in the in the right way, but while also giving them, you know, enough space to to make their own decisions and and make their own mistakes. That's the only way any of us grow. If you're not, you know, 
trying new things, taking risks, let it be on air or as a leader, then 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 you you're probably so not you give them a, enough. You give them a bit of leeway. You let the program directors, or content directors, I think around I do. the country. You probably have yeah. to ask them. Do <laughs> they, they think that I do? Yeah. Um, I'd like to think so. Okay. Um, I, yeah, look, and, and as I said, my, my, part of my job is to help guide them to be the, the best they can be, and 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 hopefully give them some. You know, support as well, as well as some guidance when, when it's needed. Do you have any uh, tips for people listening that might want to get into content directing? They're thinking about, you know, maybe they've had enough on air or they're thinking maybe they're you. Maybe they're listening and thinking I can I can make those changes. Do you have tips for people wanting to get into content directing? Yeah, uh Give me a give me a call. Get in touch. Me an email, okay. and, and we can have a conversation. Um, Are you always looking for people? Always, 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 constantly. Is constantly. it hard to fill some markets? I mean, yep. it must be tough yeah. to get people to move to yep. certain markets. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think that you know the other um, sidetracking a little bit, but sometimes you know, it's a podcast. The advice that I that I give um, people is is um, you know when you're starting out with any kind of job, you know, you're not going to start at the premium as the CEO earning millions of dollars, you know, you've got to start somewhere and, and radio is equally the same. So you might go to a market that may not have been on your radar, but it's a start and it actually gets you on the train that's moving. And hopefully if you work really well in that market, then you won't be there forever. And yeah. so sometimes, you know, the, the advice that I give to, to, to newer talent when they, when they get a bit scared about, Oh, I don't think I want to go to X market. You know, it's, Look at the bigger picture. If this is the, the starting platform for you, give it a crack. What's yeah. the worst thing that could happen? If it doesn't work after you've given a chance, you can go, well, I'll, I'll go back to live where I wanted to live. If you work your ass off at it, it might work. And guess what? You'll progress to another market. And then you'll get closer and closer to that market, your dream market. Yeah. But if you think you're going to come into regional radio and start on the Gold Coast and this you know, that's not going to happen for everyone or start in Metro. It's not going to happen. Some people it does. And there's reasons that that, that happens, but it's not always the way. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we have touched on, uh, you know, um, people coming from Metro to these regional markets now, but if you look at someone like Jess Farcioni from Newcastle, she was in Shepparton for what, 18 months. Yeah. yeah. Did a great job, won the ACRA for uh, best newcomer yeah, provincial. Yep. Uh, and then she climbed up through the ranks. So it doesn't mean just because you're in a small market now. And I've had a few people on the podcast and I've chatted to people off it as well. They can feel a little bit stuck yep. and they're wondering when their next opportunity is going to come. And you know, it happens. Yeah. And look, and, and look, I get that concern again, but my advice on that is the more you're focused on what's next, you're not focusing on what's right now. Yeah. Um, and trust me, it's when you're committed and giving a hundred percent to the market you're in. And if you do any good, trust me, the knock will come. It just may not work to your timeline. Um, cause there's no formula to this. It's not like you go, okay, I'm going to go to university for four years and then this happens and this happens and this happens. Radio is not like that. It's the reason why you can't get caught in the argument about, well, why does... Someone start in Metro and others have to go through regional. It's, it's, it's different. It's case by case, person by person, market by market, situation by situation. But, you know, um, yeah, just don't get too caught up on what's next and, and how quickly could that come. And that you goes know? for content directors and people on there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Um, in, in all aspects of radio, I believe, you know, um, you know, is it a regret? Probably not because I, I love where I am now and feel privileged to, to be doing what I'm doing, you know, but for a large period of my early career, I was very stubborn of not necessarily wanting to move. You know, right. I was a bit of a home, home, home boy and wanted to be close to, to, to where my family is. And, and it wasn't until I'd eventually 
you know, woke up to myself and started moving around and now being able to look back and go, that was some of the best things that I ever did. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, you know, the, the time in Newcastle, the two times in Perth, the Gold Coast, and it actually made me a better person as an individual, but also made me a better radio person. That's one of my regrets though, is I've, uh, I've wished time away a little too often uh, over my 10 or so radio career. Do you know what I mean? I'm, mm. I, I get to a point where I want to get to that next thing and I spend that whole time obsessing over that. I think I've, I've gotten better at it now uh, over the last few years of, of appreciating where I am and enjoying what I'm doing and doing what you're saying of just owning where you are. But for periods of time when you're trying to climb that ladder, you're like, I want that next thing. And then you look back and go, that was actually really good times there. Mm. And I probably didn't appreciate it as much as I could have at that time. So that's what I try and tell people with where they're at. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Uh, If you're good enough, you'll continue to progress through. And wouldn't you rather look back on an experience in the market and go, gee, I had a great time. I might've only been there for four months or three years or whatever it might be. Yeah. But gee, it was great. And the thing that I've learned through my travels and that I'd encourage everyone to brace is that you you get getting to see places you wouldn't never normally get to see getting to meet new people that you would never normally get to meet yeah and if you're on the air making a difference to a local community in some way shape or form let it be simply by entertaining them or raising money for give me five for kids or whatever it might be what an amazing opportunity that is yeah how cool is that so embrace that enjoy that moment might not be your forever market it might not be as sexy as a melbourne but this you you can always find something in every single market to go Jeez, we live in, a, in an amazing country. Yeah, for sure. And and how exciting that is. So it's just about sometimes your attitude and how, how you view things rather than, I don't want to go there and I'll hurry up. When's the next thing? Yeah, make the most. It will happen if you're good enough. Trust me. Do you feel like you're still climbing a ladder? I mean, are you... I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm always trying to, um, you know, be better Yeah. and, and, and challenge myself. I, I feel I've still got a lot to do in this role and a lot more I want to achieve in, in, in this role. Um, but I, you know, naturally I've got ambitions as well. I want to progress through, through the industry and, and, you know, take on bigger challenges and, and I'll continue to do that. But for now, you know, I, I love the job I do. I, it's probably the best time in my career. Um, for enjoyment did you have any hesitations when you took over the job because you were a, a metro cd as well and then so you've moved into the uh regional did you have any any hesitations thinking oh this the, these content directors might think oh, i've moved into regional did you have that no, to start with uh, not really no, no I th- if anything it was probably you know typical self-doubt that i think a lot of people can get yeah. Am I good enough? Am I worthy? See, that's interesting um, um, because I've had, uh, I had Riley Rose Harper on the podcast and she talked about imposter syndrome and also uh, Tanya as well. I'm not saying you have that, but it just goes to show no matter how high you climb, actually the, the higher up you get, the, the bigger that gets, I feel. Yeah, well, the bigger the risks yeah. are. And, that, and that's the thing that I never lose sight of is yeah. that, you know, I'm in a big position where my decisions and my opinions can have a significant impact on on people but success and failure of our business yeah this and is also and, and also on on regional radio and 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 so i go about my day make you know with the intent always to how can i help people be better how can i make radio better yeah um how can i make our business better um and you know i'm sure there's days I, that i don't do it as well as i'd <laughs> like uh, or that other people might view but that's yeah. always my intent you know i i understand the enormity of what I do and the responsibility that comes with that. And um, in addition to when I first started and, and wanting to make the perception of regional radio better, 
you know, I want my legacy at some point to be that Mickey played a role in making regional radio better. I think you've already done that. I've I've already said it on the podcast. I, I genuinely feel like you've already just from the people that I chat to, you've changed the the perception of regional radio for sure. So well, it's I just appreciate that. continuing yeah, I'll to continue to fight the good fight and um, to do that. Uh, radio Today had you as twenty sixth most <laughs> influential person uh, in the radio biz. Yes, that's, that's another one where you sort of go, should I even be on that? That, that how'd list? you find no. that? Um, twenty six is oh, good. Yeah, it's 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 humbling. Yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, for for those that that assessed and put me at that point, you know, thank you. Yeah. Um, as I said, it's, I mean, it's nice. It's nice to have mum's happy. Yeah. Uh, she's you sent proud, it to proud her. mum. Uh, yes. Um, you um, must give you a little kick out of it though. That's oh, a top fifty. A, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, but it's I, I you know, respectfully don't get too caught up in that. As you know, um, at the end of the day, what I care most about, to be honest with you, is is what those that work for me perceive me right to, to to be and and what where they value me okay um it's it's nice and that 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 you know you get your name up there that, that as i said that's that's really humbling but you know again i don't do go about my job to get my name on a list or to right. get publicity for myself i don't go and campaign myself my campaign is getting into markets spending time with people and 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 hopefully helping them just on the awards side of thing, we've got the ACRAs coming up. Have you been nominated, won many ACRAs over the years? Because people put a lot of value on these and it's not always the best people in radio that uh, tend to have the awards. What's your view of the ACRAs? Okay, so I probably shouldn't say this considering here I am talking about making a difference to the industry and making it better. I've I've entered over the years less than a handful of times, to okay. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and again, that was probably my own insecurities in my own younger days. Again, just thinking, oh, I'm not good enough, so I won't. Yeah. Um, so, but in my position, in my position now, I'm in a couple of, I'm, a, I'm in with a team on on a couple of, of some key stuff that we've done for regional that we're finalists on. So it's nice to be part of that. Yeah. Um, but but um, look, I, I think it's fantastic for the industry. In, in all honesty, I, I love the ACRAs. I know there can be some cynical people out there about the process and all that kind of stuff. But my view is, you know, there's so much trying to break down radio and to kill off radio yeah that if that's our one night of nights where as an industry we can come together and we should celebrate collectively without the competitiveness apart from obviously we want to win more than the competitors yeah then i think that's a good thing i think it's great for our, our industry um do you take note of the nominees and the winners and yep. and you put value on that yep so yep. it's worth people having a crack and Absolutely. to try and get their name out there for Absolutely. that Absolutely. at yep. the end of the day we want the best people working for sca um, and I make no shame of that. So if there's people that are out there that that you know may get win and don't, don't work for us, then absolutely right. Um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. Okay, sure. most definitely. I remember last year's Acra's uh, Amanda Keller was talking, and uh, you were I, I was sitting on the table next to you, and you were enthralled by what Amanda Keller was talking yeah, about. She, she had fantastic. the uh, she got the a Hall of Fame mm. uh, from last year, mm. and you listened word for word what she was yeah. saying. Yeah, so. It's, as I said, I, I just think it's fantastic for our, our industry and yeah. to see people like uh, Amanda, who's a brilliant talent, to get 
the you know that recognition that she well deserves is, is fantastic. So I, I encourage anyone I know, uh, you know, to, to get there. Even if you're not a finalist, you know, you can still buy a ticket and be there. I think it's a great night in particular. If you're not working for a big network and want to, um, or you're looking for those opportunities, it's a great way to network. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think a lot of people do some wheeling and dealing on, on that <laughs> night too. Hey, listen to this air check and, and, and um, you know, can I work for you? Can I contact you? And, and you know what? Great. It's fantastic. I, I love that, you know, on the night you get people coming up to you and go, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I've sent you some stuff or, hey, can I send you some stuff? I think it's fantastic and good on them for having the courage to Tickets have to gone up it. though, mate. $300 per ticket if you if you want to maybe buy yourself that, a ticket. Maybe serving <laughs> salmon this year. Well, or hopefully it's, uh, <laughs> it's very nice. But And you asked me to present last year. I've got to say, that's a tough crowd, the Acros crowd. Yeah, it is. Oh, man, I was shitting myself well. up there. You look nervous, but... It... Well, I'm fine in front of a crowd, radio, no worries. But in front of my peers, the people that I care what they think, that's the hard part. Isn't it? You know what I mean? You're yeah. standing up there. And it can be a tough room. It, it's, it a very, a tough room like it's, it's a very tough room. Uh, mate, about to wrap up the podcast, but mm. I want to ask, is there any such thing as the perfect radio break? Uh, no. There's no such thing? I don't think so. Nothing Hamish and Andy so. have done over the years oh, that you just go, this is perfect. amazing radio content. Yep. And moments from a heap of shows. And okay. it continues to be every day. And I think we aim for perfection, but I don't know if there is such thing. It's, the thing about radio, it's so subjective. Yeah. You know, what someone can find absolutely perfect, someone will find a hole in. Does it make the person who thought it perfect right and the other person wrong? No, not necessarily. And that's the great thing about our industry. Yep. Um, and that's why I say there's no textbook to how to be a great talent or great, you know, there's certain things, the criteria that's, that, that works for content and what makes you a great talent, but everyone's individual what content works in one market may not work in another. And, and is that so, the only thing that makes it not perfect though? Is that because what you think might be perfect, someone else doesn't? Well, that, that's my personal view on it. It doesn't mean that I don't appreciate some amazing work. I don't always go looking for the fault in something. I, I can appreciate something and go, that was fantastic. Um, but I'd question, you know, is there tr truly such thing as, as, as perfection? There's, Shows that are bloody close to it, and Hamish and he would be one of those. Kyle and Jack, yeah, you know, another example of that. There's, there's, I mean, there's, there's plenty. There's absolutely plenty, but every show ha has has their moments. And, sure, and that's okay. That's and that's the great thing about radio. We're, we're real. It's not scripted. It's you can go through the the, the motions of a day of a moment, and that, and that's okay. And the audience typically are pretty forgiving if if you've built up a great relationship with the audience, and that's what it's about. And if you do a shit one, you've always got the next one to bounce back. That's right. You've also got, always you know, <laughs> another Ed Sheeran song to sort sort your shit out and get it right the next time. Mickey, I don't know if you were holding out for game changers and you ended up on this podcast, but I, I, no, I, I it's never rung from Craig. No, no messages from Craig. No, no. I'm sure he'll hear this and go, damn it. I should have got him on mine. Oh, I don't know about that. But uh, I appreciate being here, mate. I, um, yeah. I know you're busy and I appreciate you giving up your time and you've given me a massive leg up in my career. And when I think back of the top five people that have helped me along the way, uh, you're a hundred percent in there, man. And, uh, I won't forget it anytime soon. So oh, I really appreciate that. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Nice to be here. You want to hug it out or yeah, what? Yeah, let's hug. All let's right, hug. mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, nice. Thanks, mate. The Radio Randomly Podcast. Hosted by Gondi and produced by Gia Moylan. Chatting randomly to radio people about radio.